Uh, I actually know a chick named Keisha. She's white as well. Yeah. Yep. Have a good day. Oh. I dream of song. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. <laughs> Wackerly, what the hell kind of voice is I that? I don't know. I've run out of ideas. <laughs> it's, it's it sounded voice. like, yeah, I was about to say, it sounded like one like Jim G- Henson farted or something. Jim Henson Yoda, not the new Yoda, but the old Yoda that had Jim Henson's hand up its ass. So who does the new Yoda voice? I don't know. A Yoda impersonator. But did, did Jim Henson do the voice back then? No, it was Frank Oz. But isn't Frank Oz dead? Yes. So who does Yoda's voice now? I don't know. Whoever does the Bugs Bunny cartoons now. Same guy, probably. Yeah. Regardless. He's got a lucrative career imitating <laughs> Frank Oz doing funny voices. Regardless, how's your week going there, Wacker? fucking awesome best week ever sure let's say that for now it's been a short one for me just because uh i just got back from las vegas baby how was that uh you know what it was actually the hottest week of the year right now in las vegas Mm, i have never experienced heat like that before most of las vegas is air conditioned though i know but it's dude it's it's jarring to go out of to leave 116 degree heat and then walk into a casino that's like 64, 65. Uh, yeah, they keep them pretty cold. Yeah, I mean, That's it's... why you need one of those giant daiquiris <laughs> to walk <laughs> around the street with. <laughs> Pour it on your pants. I do love watching the uh, the fat Midwestern tourists just kind of walking around. It's almost, you can almost just draw the caricature. Walking around with one of those big, like, bong-like yeah, uh, daiquiris. They have no shame. No, and you know that's the best way to celebrate Vegas. Yeah, my my parents are definitely from the Midwest, born and bred, and they are ashamed enough to not walk around with a big stupid drink. I've so it's never not everybody from the Midwest. It's just uh, those people always are from the Midwest. Well, I think it's also the people. It's like you know, first time in Vegas, maybe is that they don't know any better. Mm, maybe. You really think on the third time back they're not going to get that giant drink? It's probably their favorite <laughs> part of the whole trip. Oh, you get these big slurpy drinks and you walk right down the street. It's so fun. I'm going back five times. And they're also the same dumbasses that are videotaping everything. It's like, look, there's the New York, New York. I'm going to get that on videotape to watch it later. Aren't those the Asians? What are you talking about? <laughs> but the Asians and just the fat Midwestern tourists. Both. They it's both like, love the camera. Well, they're carrying that big bong-like daiquiri drink with uh-huh. a strap that goes around their neck. Uh-huh. And then they, they kind of let it hang while they're videotaping the roller coaster of New York, New York. Because you can get a refill, too, if you bring oh, well, back you the novelty the, if cup. If you keep the novelty cup. <laughs> so, yeah, it was 116 degrees during the day, and at night it got down to about uh, 104. Nice. It seriously felt That's like someone brisk. It felt like someone was holding a blow dryer in your face because mm-hmm. it was kind of windy. But, yeah, so uh, needless to say, I didn't really go outside much. But uh, I, I was there for work. It was short. It was only a couple days. 
Uh, stayed at the MGM, which is a deplorable hotel. I don't recommend it to anybody unless you like screaming, mewling infants. Yeah, the only reason you would ever stay at the MGM is for work, if they were putting you up there. I mean, yeah, you gotta no, go stay downtown. I mean, the, the for rooms pleasure. Are, the rooms are nice, but yeah, if you're gonna, if you want to do Vegas right, stay downtown. Don't stay. Avoid the strip completely. Yeah, if you want to be in a bed that you know many hookers apply their trade on, you need to go downtown. Well, you know what the funny thing about Sheets the... Sheets covered in old cum. <laughs> or maybe you could find a hooker buried in the mattress. Yeah, that's downtown. But what's funny about MGM is they have this ridiculous, like, lion habitat. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you ever seen it? Oh, yes, I've seen the it. Two... And, so... and they throw balls at their faces, right? Yeah, so I was watching this yesterday, right before we were about to leave, and... Uh, there were these, this one guy, they, they didn't look like trainers. They weren't even physically fit. The one guy had a huge gut, mm-hmm. and, he was just, and he was just standing in the cage. The lion's oh. just looking at him, envisioning a giant pork chop. <laughs> well, these two, I know, exactly. It's giant ham hock. These two lionesses are just kind of staring at him. There's one guy with like, uh, I don't know, he's probably about 18, uh, with Hessian at a mullet. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there with a ball, and the, the fat guy has a ball. And I imagine the fat guy was probably his boss, and his boss was like, Throw the ball at the lion's face to make him move. <laughs> and I was just waiting for that thing to jump on the fat guy and yeah, just rip his yeah. juggler vein right out of his neck. Why like, wouldn't he go for the mullet kid? Not enough meat on the bones? Yeah. No, the fat guy. I mean, yeah, much right. better meal. Didn't happen, but that would have been great. Because, I mean, everyone had video cameras, so it would have uh-huh. made it all of the news. But the main reason not to stay at the MGM, not to stay on the strip at all, is because of drink prices. Yeah, well, that's the, one of the more high-dollar casinos. But when's the last time you went to Vegas, Wacker? For Big Jeff's bachelor party. So that was, what, three years ago, two years ago? Mm-hmm. And I was not coherent most of the time, yeah. so I couldn't tell you what drink prices cost. Well, we, I, we bought a bunch of booze and drank in the limo a lot. I remember Yeah, that. I remember, yeah, we bought a bunch of booze and we carried along with us. But I just, you know, maybe it's because, so we were at Mandalay Bay for a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. the Palms. Two vodka sodas, well vodka, $26 at the Palms. Two for, drinks. For both. Yeah, for both. So 13 a piece. 13 a piece. And that's at the uh-huh. Palms. MGM. Why are we buying two? Just double fisting? Well, no, I was, well, okay, a couple times. I was buying it with a, you know, for friends or whatever that, yeah. we, that I was with. All right. So, you know, you'd buy a couple drinks. And I was just like, Jesus, dude, 26 bucks a round. And so the, the next day I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to drink on the strip. We got to go drink in downtown. Well, what about comped drinks? That's the main problem. Is back two years ago in Vegas, if you're just playing a slot machine, mm. waitresses would come along and be like, oh, do you need drinks here? Yeah. The Didn't little happen. tiny drink, by the way. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a tiny little, you know, Smirnoff and yeah. like a little cup. If even Smirnoff, it's probably something worse than that. It still happened occasionally. I think it happened once at the Palms and I think once at Mandalay Bay. But you used to be able to go sit at the bar in one of those casinos, put like $10 in the video poker, and yeah. then just drink. And yeah. just, you know, draw out your game. Yeah. Play like one hand every 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. Couldn't do Not that anymore. That? No. they were. I mean, they were just... They, I was playing, and they were still charging me 26 bucks a drink. It or 26 bucks for two drinks. It stupid, because I think pushing those cheap-ass, shitty drinks on you makes you lose more money. So I think it's better for them in the long run. But well, it seems counterproductive for them. Yeah. Because Maybe somebody's done some study where, like, you know... If this many people are in the casino, we're going to give out this many drinks, and you know, here's the optimal number we're going to hand out. And they've just perfected well, it. Maybe they, you know, 
cut the number of waitresses working on a given night. Yeah. And it was a Monday night, Sunday night, so maybe... Did you have your yarmulke on? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't... Because maybe they just don't give the drinks to cheap Jews. <laughs> I wasn't dressed up like Woody Allen. I, I, I was incognito, Jew cognito. They might be able to tell anyway, so... You know, I, I think... I bet you the fat Midwesterners are getting lots of free drinks. <laughs> they're, they're just like, you know, fill up Slot the big machine, novelty so cup. fun! No, you know what? Uh, I imagine if I was playing like craps, maybe or, or poker. I bet you the guys yeah. playing at the poker tables. Yeah, and, you know, for I, sure. They yeah. don't want those guys getting up. No, they want those guys to be as drunk as possible and just sit there mm-hmm. all night. Yeah. But the one place in Vegas you can still get, you know, a, de- a round of drinks at a decent price, or just get comp drinks all night is downtown. Right. So I fully endorse the downtown part of Vegas. Not only is it, I mean, not only can you get inebriated for like you know forty bucks. Uh, I think you're more likely to win at those casinos. Probably. And you're, you're going to encounter so much white trash. So do people understand, you know, downtown Vegas is the original Vegas from, like, the Rat Pack days. But now there's, like, all these new, like, mega casinos that are further down the street. I don't know the names of any of these fucking no, streets. Like on the Las but Vegas Boulevard is yeah, where, yeah. 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 And so, so those are, like, your MGM Grand, the New York, New York, the, the Wynn Casino, one, the Wynn, Bellagio, the Bellagio. But if you go down downtown to original Vegas, those are the smaller, older casinos that have been there forever, like the Gold Nugget. And uh, Caesars is sort of in between, right? Caesars Palace? No, think, Caesars is a little further up, closer to Strip. But, but I think like Caesars, Caesars was one of the first casinos that's like, we're going to build a really nice casino for yeah. people, but for rich people and not degenerates, and it's going to be over here a little a- bit. Away from downtown. Right. But I mean, there's like the Riviera, Circus Circus, then you get to the Stratosphere, and then it's like there's a little breaking point where you'll go through this like... No just Man's kind Land. Of ghetto No Man's Land of just these really like shoddy wedding chapels yeah. and uh, pawn shops. Lots of pawn shops. <laughs> and then you make it to downtown where you'll, you'll see some crackheads, a lot of white trash. I mean, right right when we got out of the cab, we're walking there and some, I don't know, this, this guy, toothless, like toothless guy about five foot with a mullet, shitty tattoos. He comes up to me. He's like, hey, you can give me 60 cents. And I'm so used to that being here in San yeah. Francisco. I just no, kind of look at him and just go, No. And he looks at me, he's just like, your tattoos ain't real, fucker. <laughs> and then he kind of spit well, at me. Well, they're not, are they? <laughs> and I was just like, all right, whatever, dude. So yeah, we, we ended up going to uh, that Casino Binions, which is a great place. Binions. We hit up the Gold Nugget. Gold Nugget didn't comp drinks. Binions comp drinks. Many nice. a drink at yeah. Binions. But the best place, and this is the place I'm going to recommend, I want to give a shout out to this place, Fitzgerald's. Uh-huh. It's it's one of those. Shitty Leave it to the Irish. It's right on Fremont Street, that like enclosed area of downtown where you see sure. a light show. Yep, yep. Been there, stayed there. Yep, it's pretty cool. You go to you go to Fitzgerald's, you go in there and you sit at the bar. All you got to do is put ten dollars in the video poker machine, and we were getting shots of Casadores and a and a Tecate, like a beer back. Uh-huh. Tequila and Casadores is what that's. That's pretty decent, decent, decent tequila. tequila. Yeah. yeah, it's probably like what eight bucks a shot at a regular bar, ten bucks a shot. Yeah, you know, if somebody wanted to mail some into the show, we wouldn't turn our noses up at it. <laughs> but so the guy, you know, the guy was giving us a you know shot of a shot of tequila and a beer back, and after about eight of those, that's when Vegas started to be really fun. Fight the cops. Fight the cops. <laughs> no, you know, I didn't, I didn't pull any shenanigans. I wasn't streaking the casino or anything. But So we were, we were there. We were, you know, after we got the, that to that place, we were just kind of like, you know, why leave here uh-huh. when we can drink all night? So we sat down. We're at the bar. We're drinking. And the funniest thing about Las Vegas is really the people that you run into. Yeah. Because you'll see people from pretty much like it's – a, it's a good cross-section of, uh, of society. Mm. 
Yeah, Not I mean, really. <laughs> okay, maybe cross section is cross section. Of, okay, if you take out the like, you know, the the professionals, the, 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 <laughs> the college educated people, the people with education. Okay, cross section of the lower non alcoholic <laughs> people, you know, religious people. <laughs> All right, if you, the if, fun, it's a cross section of the fun people. If you want to see some ex convicts and some spouse <laughs> abusers and maybe a couple pedophiles, go to downtown Vegas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a and, better uh, Go to Fitzgerald's. But I noticed we're sitting there at the bar, and like this couple was at the end of the casino, just causing a row the whole time. Uh huh. Like a commotion. It got to the about point about something specific. Well, at first, you know, we, we, I just heard this lady just screaming and screaming about nothing because it's almost incoherent. I mean, they're so they're so completely wasted. The bartender kept walking over there, is like, "Keep it down." Mm-hmm. And in Vegas, when they're telling you to keep it down, you're pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, if you can be heard over the fucking din of all those slot machines, ding, you're ding, being ding. pretty loud. It's yeah. a constant stream of noise, that place. Well, so this lady, I mean, they were drinking. Uh, they were drinking whiskey and uh, drinking beer. And, I mean, they had just a bunch of empty glasses and shot glasses all around the them. The dead so, soldiers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine they'd, they'd been drinking for a, a few hours. But she kept screaming at this man. So so picture this lady. She was about, I'd say, maybe 280 pounds, about 5'2", white, oh. Oh. Uh, covered in acne. <laughs> That's unfortunate. She had, uh, yeah, she had the claw, you know, the Ypsilanti claw haircut. I do know the Ypsilanti claw. Nobody like, else is going to know. <laughs> no it's just hairsprayed high bangs. <laughs> hairsprayed high bangs from like circa 1987. And it's just the front. Like as soon as you go back from the bangs, all the hair is flat. Yeah. And, and what's funny too, it's like she's wearing this stained pink tank top that could barely cover her gut and her mammoth breasts. Well, at that point, the gut is like a big third breast. Yeah, it's like a big third It's a bonus tit. tit. <laughs> and so she's just Instead perched. of a nipple, it has a giant divot. I don't want to say she was perched on the stool as much as enveloping the stool. Uh-huh. But so she was sitting there, and then next to her was this diminutive guy about maybe 65 years old. You know, just kind of a uh, little haggard looking. Older than her then. Yeah, she was probably maybe mid-40s. So he's got a good 20 years older than her. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of sitting there, shoulders hunched, head down. This really like doleful expression on his face. And every like five minutes, she would look at him and say, what the fuck are you doing? And slap him across the face. Well, here's what's going on with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> when he was 40... He got a hot 20-year-old girlfriend and was like, oh, my gosh, she's 20 years younger than me. I'm the luckiest dude ever. And then she just totally let herself go. Turned into this beast. And now he has a bunch of money. Beast of burden. Right. And now he has a bunch of money, so they can't get divorced because she'll take all his shit. So he's just trapped. And, you know, now I bet you they live in, like, what, a two-bedroom, like, house or something in Las Vegas. I wouldn't. I think that happens across class levels. They might have a big house. I don't know. They're gambling at Fitzgerald's. They're gambling at Fitzgerald's downtown Vegas. Probably a two-bedroom house. I'm picturing, like, a deluxe trailer. Maybe, like, a double-wide. Double-wide, sure. Nothing wrong with trailers, but... You know, every time she'd hit the guy... He wouldn't look back at her and be like, you know, what the hell are you doing? And hit back. He just kind of would hunch his head down even lower and just kind of take the abuse. I don't really so, recommend hitting back, but I do recommend, recommend, I do recommend getting up and going, see you later, bitch. I'm going to go find one of the many hookers in this town and I go have fun. Or, I mean, even like an Save idle... Your own fucking drinks. Even an idle threat. I mean, I felt... I, I even felt, you know, sympathy for this guy. I almost wanted to come to his aid and be like, what, what the hell are you doing, Godzilla? You know, cuntzilla over here <laughs> yeah. smacking the... This dude, Mothra. yeah. So it was the bartender who actually was this guy's savior. He kept yeah. coming over. He's like, "All right, 
You know, you need to stop hitting him, and you need to get just go leave, <laughs> leave her here, and just go. Uh-huh. And the guy just wouldn't do it. Well, that's a common a common occurrence. If you know, all my viewings of the show Cops <laughs> have t- taught me anything. A lot of the time, the abused spouse just you know takes it for year after just year. Just endures it for yeah. year after but year. But I, I really think it's because he doesn't want to get divorced and lose all his shit. <laughs> well, so, you know, it, it kind of made me think about... You never really conceive of men as being battered spouses. No, not too often. I mean, domestic violence, is, it's, it's like whenever you hear domestic violence, you think it's like uh, you know a husband abusing his wife or, or uh, a parent abusing a child. Yeah. You never, you know, when, you, when you do hear it, I always think that it's just some ploy in divorce court to get sympathy. Like, you know, oh, she abused me, Your Honor, and that's why she shouldn't get all my shit. She beats me, Your yeah. Honor. But, you, you know, you picture <laughs> like tear, the, the fake big... Fake visine tears. You picture the big fat lady with a rolling pin smacking her, her husband over the head. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's like almost a comedic image. Mm-hmm. More than Debbie anything else. C. Fields. But, henpecked um, husband. Exactly. The henpecked. But, the, but this is like the battered husband. But mm-hmm. apparently, you know, I did a little research. It's a widespread and serious problem, likely. Okay. The internet told you that. needs to be addressed <laughs> here on Sick and Wrong. All right. Because, you know, I imagine we have, we have a lot of aggressive females that listen to this show. That's very true. And so after seeing, witnessing this, this abuse, right, you know, right five feet away, I want the men out there to know what to do if you're being abused by your woman. Have you ever dated a violent chick, a violent girl? Hmm, that's a good question. Does it, when they're drunk? <laughs> or yeah, all the I mean, time? <laughs> no, it's not all the time. saying like, you know how it's back in college you date a chick and she'd get really drunk and she'd smack you or hit you or yeah. throw a bottle at you and you, you think it's or kind of funny. you and you'll be like, stop that shit. Yeah. It hurts. I know. That's not really abuse though. They think, they're just... They're like inebriated and they think it's cute or sexy or something. It's a warning sign. You need to put a stop to it right (laughs) at the get go. Says the internet? Says the inner tubes. Oh, wow. Listen, let me me spout off a couple uh, stats here, okay? According to the U.S. Justice Department and Centers for Prevention and Disease Control, over one third of all batterers involved in domestic violence were wives or girlfriends. Mm hmm. Um, in 2001, there were 2,335,000 reported cases of spousal abuse. 1,500,000 of those cases were women who were abused by their husbands. But 835,000 men were also battered. So what's the, like 40% of the cases? That's about a third of all domestic violence cases involve men. A third to 40%. Sure. <laughs> it's close. Out of a survey of 8,000 men, listening. 9.7% of male domestic violence victims took out restraining orders. Out of 8,000 women surveyed, 68% violated restraining orders. I still, that, that, that statistic sounds pretty fishy to me. I mean, I'm sure there's some real cases, but don't you think a lot of the cases are it's like... It's hyperbole. Mm, it's exaggerated. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. like people, dudes who are like... I don't really want to break up with this chick face to face, so I'm going to take out a restraining order. This is just going to be easy. Problem solved. <laughs> no, it's like, she's going to be the bad one here. Yeah. The cops will break up with her for me. And when I tell my friends, she's psycho. Restraining order. Yeah. No, believe me. Right. Approximately one in 1,000 men report violent victimization by an intimate. And I'm not even talking about the uh, same-sex couples, which I imagine probably can be, that can be like, an extremely violent situation. The gays you're talking about? The gays, yeah. This, this is all uh, heterosexual spousal abuse here. Uh-huh. So you asked me, Wackerly, like you didn't ask me, but I can tell that you're thinking it. Why do women hit men? Why? Why do they do that? 
Because they know the men can't hit back for one reason. That's for one a, reason. They hit and abuse men because they can. And you see that in TVs, in movies. Women basically are given permission to hit men because they know that a man is rarely ever going to hit back. Right, because he's going to go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, for example, a woman slapping a man in the face is rarely ever viewed as domestic violence. Yeah, and I would have a problem if one of my friends said, my girlfriend slapped me in the face. I'm going to go to the cops. <laughs> I'd be like, you're a pussy. Well, my That's whole thing going is, on here. I've been slapped in the face probably more times than I want to admit. Uh-huh. But I, I th- I'm pretty sure I deserved it. Yeah. Being that I don't remember why I was ever slapped in the face. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care. I just think, okay, I was slapped in the face. I probably deserved it. Well, so uh, two psychologists here, um, Fiebert and Gonzalez, I don't actually have their first names, uh, did a study in 1997. They asked for more profound reasons as to why a woman had assaulted her male partner. These are the five leading reasons. 24% said, I believe that men can readily protect themselves, so I don't worry uh, about it when I become physically aggressive. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's common. Um, 19% said, I have found that most men have been trained not to hit a woman, therefore I'm not fearful of retaliation. <laughs> I believe if women truly are equal to men, then women should be able to physically express anger at men. See, I, but that's not really equality because men aren't allowed to physically express anger towards women. Yeah, but these women th- feel that they're truly equal. So then uh, do they okay. also feel yeah, that men should maybe. hit back? Sure. Um, I learned when growing up that I could be physically aggressive toward my brother and he would not fight back. And uh, finally, 8% said, I sometimes find when I express my ang- anger physically, I become turned on sexually. Been in with a couple of those. Then that's what I'm talking about with the biting thing. The biting or then you get the, uh, the scratches all over your back. How many guys do you know that like that? It's all right to a point, but the girls always take it to, like, the extreme. Like, exactly. they're fucking digging my flesh open. Stop. Or the, the worst is when you're, like, you know, you get the girl, she's, you're, you're kind of drunk, you're making out, she's nibbling your lip. The next thing you know, she bites a chunk out of your lip. Yeah. And or, then she's or, like, what, you don't like that? You're not turned on? It's like, no, you fucking vampire. I'm fucking spitting blood, cunt. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's horrible. That's a dangerous behavior pattern, people. Watch for it. Watch for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching from now on. But so you asked me, you know, you, you've been with a girl that jokingly hits you. How do you know if you're dating a potential spouse abuser? Well, there's some uh, behavior patterns that uh, predict uh, spouse abuse. Uh, violence-prone women. A violence-prone woman is a woman who, while complaining that she is an innocent victim of the malice and aggression of all of the relationships in her life is in fact a victim of her own violence. Sure. So I, I don't know how many violent-prone women you projection. dated. It's projection. I mean, it's, it's, it's no, a woman... I don't think any of them, I would classify them as violence-prone. I mean, you know, the, seriously, it's like if I go on a date with a girl and any of this comes out right in the beginning, I'm going to usually probably excuse myself, go to the bathroom, and just leave. <laughs> like she, she has a huge black eye and a couple of her teeth are knocked out. She doesn't listen. <laughs> and half of her ears <laughs> chewed off. <laughs> Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to work. Later. Uh, this is a major one here. Abuse as a child. Just seriously get up, say, I got to go to the bathroom, and just be gone. For many other reasons besides uh, being her being an abuser. I mean, just all the problems she's going to have and all yeah. the stories you're going to have to listen to. Uh, here's another one, actually, which I've dealt with before, too, and she wasn't even violent. A common warning sign is that a woman's partner can no longer do anything right. Uh-huh. You ever, you've ever dealt with that? <laughs> Um, 
usually towards the end of a relationship, <laughs> not all the way through, but at some point it gets there. Yeah. Um, you know, not my, my most recent relationship. I think it was like two ago. You remember this girl? She used to stay the night at, a, at the oh, old yeah, yeah, cigar studio. Yeah. I never could do anything right. Right. But, I, you know, in Red actuality, flag. I don't think anybody could do anything right in her, in her eyes. I think she was abused as a child. <laughs> um, she hits or throws, throws things. It seems obvious, but it may just seem cute or funny or done in play. Mm-hmm. Like, your, it, like your housemate's cat? <laughs> exactly, if you're thinking of sleazy E. In one survey of college students, 20% of men who had been attacked by their girlfriends thought it was simply funny. Mm-hmm. Well, according to the psychologist, it isn't. It's a problem. Uh, women and with, we're talking about like solid objects, not like uh, skid-marked underwear. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> I've had that before. <laughs> you know, I remember uh, being at a party in New York City, and uh, this guy had a really bitchy girlfriend. This is uh, a friend of my friend, uh, Kessler. Uh-huh, and sure. uh, he had a really bitchy girlfriend. We are all sitting, sitting at his apartment, and she was upset that a bunch of his friends were over smoking pot. Uh-huh. And they got in a little argument. He had to go in the next room. You could hear them fighting, and we're just like, ooh, he's, he's going to get in trouble. And then he like walked out, slammed the door, and he walks, sits back down, and is like, give me the bong, you know? Yeah. Fuck her, that stupid bitch. She walks, like, about 10 minutes later, she walks into the room, walks right up to him, and slaps him right across the face with a tampon. A used tampon's hand. It was like a tampon stuck to his cheek that was bloody. And then she said, fuck you, and left the room. It just left that's the house. Pretty, that's pretty funny. I yeah. would have given her a standing ovation for that one. Well, you know, what the, the part about it is he was just, I mean, mortified. And we were trying so hard not to laugh. I couldn't even do it. I started laughing. Yeah. I didn't I even know even the guy and I started laughing. It was, it was horrible. Your girlfriend just hit you with a used tampon. <laughs> right. How and is that not blood funny? all over your face. Yeah. That's good slapstick, dude. Uh, women with drug or alcohol problems. I think his girl did have a drug problem. Eating disorders. Lean and mean. Think about it, though. Anorexic chicks beat their boyfriends. Think about it, though. I mean... <laughs> For reasons of survival, humans are biologically programmed to go out and kill when they're hungry. I guess, Anorexic but... chicks. I mean, you might be able to blow on yeah, them and it'd they'll Yeah, it'd be like being, being <laughs> slapped with a reed, you know, out of a ditch. I'm not really worried about it. That's why if you're dating you a girl... You pick her up and just throw like a javelin across the room. Like, get away from me, woman. But if you're dating a girl with an eating disorder, I think it's a good idea to have like a box of donut holes. Mm-hmm. And you could just kind of toss them at her. Yeah. And then diversion. You'll yeah, run yeah. away. Like you would do with a vicious dog. Yeah. Borderline personality disorder. Well, that's an obvious. I don't if even it, know what that means. If she's mental... Schizophrenic? Yeah. Like uh, psychiatric, um, you know, psychiatric issues. So, on the borderline of some given psychiatric Yeah, some issue. given okay, psychiatric that's what borderline disorder. means. Sure. And uh, the attention deficit disorder, malignant narcissistic exhibitionism. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. What about, um, not, on the, what about not borderline? What about just full on? <laughs> Bipolar on, disorder? Out, bitch. <laughs> That's why you get running. Um, psychopaths. You don't want to date a psychopath. Uh-huh. Murderers. <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, no, you know, uh, most... Some uh, of this stuff's getting pretty obvious. Yeah, most psychopaths, you know, a uh, couple consistent behavior uh, factor patterns here. Pathological lying, short attention span, grandiosity, manipulativeness, recklessness, mm-hmm. remorselessness, and the absence of fear. That kind of uh, describes the last four girlfriends I dated. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. And well, uh, how about ex cons? <laughs> I stay away from them. Like it's this. It's getting pretty obvious at this point. All right, moving on moving here. On. Uh, moving on. What can a man do in self defense? And you asked me, like, can you hit Mac? Yeah, I don't think you can. You can't really go fetal. <laughs> so a berserk woman 
A woman, <laughs> a woman who is having a full-on tantrum is a frightening spectacle, even to the most hardened police officer. And as you've seen on Cops, it's quite often women do attack. Oh, yeah. And it, actually, in the Bay Area, the cops will fucking shoot you. <laughs> remember when they shot that Korean lady with the, with the vegetable peeler? Yeah, but where, where was that? Was that in Berkeley? In San Jose. San Jose. No, down in San Jose or Santa Clara or something. Which, dude, a, a crazy, berserk Korean woman with a giant, like, meat cleaver-looking thing? I'm going to shoot her, too. Hell yeah. I commend that police I mean, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even worry about the taser. No. I'd, I'd seriously pull out the gap. Yeah. In that situation. She's all like... <laughs> Which leads to the number one thing you can do to avoid um, being beaten by your spouse. Stay out of the kitchen. Yeah. Knives and scissors are weapons women commonly use in assaults. Or um, like you said before, rolling pin. Boiling water, oil, hot <laughs> grease, kitchen implements. Cast iron pan. Yep. The proverbial rolling pin is actually not much of a joke. I mean, they right. actually do. They have used And if they knock you out with that thing, it's probably going to go right up your ass. So and, remember that. And women are more likely to use a weapon. In like a domestic violence situation. They don't hold back. Man. That's the thing. They don't hold back at all. Whereas a dude, like, let's say you, you have to exhibit the pimp hand and you like belt your woman across the mouth. <laughs> you don't like continue to belt her across the mouth because you know like you're too strong and it's going to go badly. But a woman doesn't fucking care. Did you ever hear that uh, that old Eddie Murphy? I think it was on Comedian when he was just like, you know, back in the fifties, you could like, you know, in like Chinatown, Jack Nicholson, Chinatown, uh-huh, just yeah. ba- you know, backhands face yeah, down the way, and she needed. shuts up. It's just like nowadays you do that, and the woman's like, okay, you can hit me, you know, it's fine. Go to sleep. You tired? <laughs> <laughs> that's when you get a Lorena Baba that comes out and cuts your dick off. That's true. So that's what they say. Uh, if you have an intimate partner who's increasingly ill-tempered and violent, you need to get all the weapons out of the house. Yeah, but anything can be a weapon. Gun collection, military Masonic swords, decorative furnishings, Masonic clubs, lamps, swords. ashtrays. What the fuck is a Masonic sword? <laughs> I don't know, but you don't need it in the house when you got a violent bitch okay. on the loose. Avoid the bedroom. Uh, I guess uh, a couple psychologists here pointed out that the bedroom is, is the deadliest room in the home. It is. If she's drunk on drugs, the bedroom may bring up associations a man doesn't want to deal with. <laughs> you should stay out of the bedroom. That may, Look what happened to uh, John Wayne Bobbitt. Uh-huh. That's where he got his knock cut, cut off. Got his willy chopped right off. They started back, though. He's doing all right. Then he got to do some porns. Yeah. Calling 911 may actually make the situation worse. If there is a need to phone someone, phone a neighbor, relative, or friend if it's possible. Uh, you can call 911 or any other police telephone number only if there's a clear and present danger and you have no <laughs> other options. And the cops don't get there instantly anyway. So, yeah. I mean... Maybe do it after you get stabbed with a Masonic sword. <laughs> if you call me expecting help, you specifically, D, and say, this bitch is crazy, I'm going to be like, so? I'm playing Xbox. I, I think <laughs> Tell would, me about what happened later. I think I could probably hear you laughing for like the next 10 minutes in the phone. <laughs> She's got my bowling ball. Yeah. She's going to throw it in my head. Yeah, I'll be like, put her on. <laughs> Aim they, high. They say the number one thing to do if your woman is having a violent episode is just flee the house. Yeah, dump the bitch. If the violence is building, just get out of the house quickly. Spend the night in a motel, go to a friend's house, or just even just just go to your car. Sleep in your car. <laughs> you need an escape route. Can't you just kick her ass out of the house? Dude, you've got a woman who's on a rampage. Yeah, you're right. She's got the Masonic That's sword. That's the whole point, she's right? got, You like, don't want to uh, confront her. She's got all your, your other medieval weaponry in <laughs> <laughs> the house. The flail. <laughs> the morning star. <laughs> she's just running around the yeah. house just crazy. A giant shield. And when she tells you, here, have a bourbon. Go to sleep. <laughs> right. Just it's Seriously, roofied. just get out of the house, people. Just get out of the house. It's 
especially if they're in menopause or right before menopause. That's when they get really crazy. That's why I don't even know how, how dudes can deal with a pregnant girlfriend or a pregnant wife. They should just be sent away at those periods. There should be like homes for them to go to. And yeah. com- and get rid of the hysterics and convalesce. And I like the back. cut of your jib there, Wackily. Yeah. That's a damn good idea. You know, you should have a pregnant home. Yeah. So it's like you get your fat, grotesque spouse out of the house for eight months or whatever, and then you get her back for a month. And then, uh, you know, maybe you have her there for the first month, because you can still have sex, and you're still kind of attractive for the first couple months. Uh-huh. But then when she starts becoming, like, you know... The, the hormones it, kick in. Yeah, the hormones kick in, and she starts having, like, that big, you know, her, her belly's extended, and she looks like she's about right. to explode. She, she's pregnant. Put her in the pregnant <laughs> camp. The pregnant she's camp. She's not fat, you realize, right? She, there's no, a baby in there. I'm, I'm saying, but it's like alien. You were, you were gonna <laughs> say that she, oh, she's all fat, disgusting. <laughs> there's they, a baby inside. Have you seen, seen how much they eat? Yeah, but the, their tits get really big, so you don't want to miss that. Yeah, they do have a nice milk farm. Um, <laughs> seriously, though, you can go have conjugal visits at the yeah. pregnancy camp. It's all, and you know, it's all pastels there. There's like 150 TVs with only Oprah and Lifetime Network on 24 hours a day. What else do women like? I don't even know what stuff. Sex in the city. Yeah, you know, okay, sex in the city. You know what I think we might need to do? Once we make a little more money off the adamandeve.com, sell a couple more t-shirts, sick and wrong pregnancy home. Yeah, lots of Lots of flowers. Some flowers, sex in the city. Cats, um, maybe. I don't chocolate. Know. They like, they like chocolate. Chocolates. Yeah, yeah, no, you, sh- you don't want cats because... Uh, cat litter is the best. Yeah, cat litter is bad for them. So, people, if, if you are in a domestic violence situation, if you're in a situation of domestic violence and your spouse is having an episode and attacking you, just leave. Don't hit back. It's not advisable. <laughs> just leave. But if you do endure battery on a regular basis, you can call the Domestic Abuse Helpline. It's one eight eight seven helpline. Don't prank What's the that domestic helpline. Or I have no dick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't prank the domestic abuse helpline. Helpline, okay? Never ever prank. Never that line. prank a helpline. Never line. record it. Never send it to the podcast. Yeah, never ever send it to the sick and wrong drunk dial line. We're not endorsing that type of malicious behavior. Eight 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 seven four three five seven five four. Or uh, you can go to dahmw.org. I mean, what about people in the UK? Can they call that number? They have their own center over there. I don't know. Like, don't they have to? Uh, isn't it all like public health care? Don't they have to like? Uh... <laughs> well, this is public, I guess. So. Yeah, I'm beating the <laughs> shit out of my wife, but I had to wait eight months to get some treatment or get some help. <laughs> It's my Republican talking point of the day. So, people, this is episode 183 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick word from our sponsor here. As you know, um, Sick and Wrong is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Yeah. Special offer going on right now. And I was thinking about this. A lot of people don't take advantage of uh, this special offer at AdamandEve.com, but they don't take advantage of buying an adult sex toy when they should. A lot of women will will hold on. And men, too. I mean, men that, that have butt plugs or pocket pussies or what have you, or flashlights, will hold right. on to that decrepit used sex toy yeah. and just keep using it over and over again. It's shoddy. It doesn't work where it's... It the the plastic well. is all decayed and it's starting to crack. And- it's it's sodden and it's sticky with your pubic hair. <laughs> and, you know, and I couldn't even imagine it's what happened. I'm not even talking about frankly. the butt plugs. I, yeah. I don't even want to think about what's on the butt plugs. And people say you can stick them in a dishwasher and just wash them. You can't do I that. I don't want that shit in, in with my dishes. <laughs> I don't think about it. It's like it's the, gross. The, the, the semen and the, 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 the feces and the female ejaculate get on your plates and your dishes. You, Not to buy, mention the urine dribble. The urine dribble. Exactly. Buy a new, buy a new dildo. Just go out, 
Quit being a Jew. Go to AdamandEve.com, 50% off any item when you type in Diddle for the offer code coupon checkout, plus with your order of $17 or more, you'll even get a free gift. And if your girlfriend or wife is having screaming orgasms with a giant, like, three-inch diameter dildo with an extra clitoral attachment and, you know, butt stimulator, she's not going to be beating the shit out of you. Exactly, because you're pleasing She'll be too her. tired. I wonder how many battered husbands, though, have been beaten with sex toys. Probably quite a bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you should rethink that. So right now, get 50% off with offer code diddle at adamandeve.com. The man should have, like, a gun safe, but it's, like, a dildo safe, and he should keep the dildos in there. It's like so during, he only he has the access. So during emergency, break glass? Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, quick recap of last week's show, episode 182. Ironically, if you recall, I did a story about a meth three-way that went awry. Uh, you did a story about cocaine and a six-year-old. Nothing can go well when you have that kind of combination. No, not really. And a listener sent in a story about a miraculous birth of a Smurf baby in a porta potty. Well, believe it or not, the listener won. I forgot his name, but the listener did win with a <laughs> hundred. <Smurf>. Yeah, <laughs> Vanity Smurf that sent that in. Hundred and eighty-five votes for the listener. Wackily came in second. I like what you did there, calling him a gay Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> was Vanity nice gay? Uh, I could have called him Smurfette. I think he was gay. Okay. (laughs) What, just because he had the flower in his little Smurfette? And the voice and the mirror, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder why they had a gay Smurf. I wonder if that, They're all pretty gay. Yeah, I guess they are But to be the gayest Smurf, (laughs) you're really gay. (laughs) Well, actually, you came in second with uh, 85 votes, and I came in a distant third with only 50 votes. Apparently, uh, they didn't think meth involved in the three ways that big of a deal. Mm. Um, People, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. We present them here on the show. The audience votes, and if one of us win, we get a case of beer. And if a listener wins, we send a listener care package. You can send your own listener submission to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com or submit it directly through the Sick and Wrong forum. Wackerly, as we tend to do, mix it up every now and then because we're crazy like that. Um... We sometimes do listener submissions, three listener submissions. We got a number of uh, number of really good stories sent in this week, so it's kind of difficult to uh, narrow it down. But I think we narrowed it down to the top three listener submissions here for episode 183. So why don't you kick off episode 183 with your story? I don't know who that's from, but uh, why don't you tell us? This is a story close to my heart because it involves those um, Mylar balloon, memorial, teddy bear, uh, sometimes they put flowers there, sort of, uh, I think somebody called it a trash tree at one point where, you know, somebody will have an accident or, or like when Princess die died oh yeah yeah <laughs> they threw all that shit at buckingham palace it's it, the, the mylar balloons are a frequent subject conversation right mylar memorial trash tree yeah. well who's Cap- who sent that in capretta who's the official sick and wrong train engineer australia branch a good aussie fellow that guy yeah like he composed a song for us once remember that he's always been an, an ardent devotee of the show plus he drives a train which is pretty cool yeah um he sent this in, and he, I think he specifically sent it in because he knew, knows I love the Mylar Memorial Trash Trees. Well, this one's about the Mylar Memorial Trash Tree of death. <laughs> Sounds ominous. The over-the-top memorial 
is blamed for death. Not a death, for death. Just death. Yeah. And this comes from the Australian AP, Australian Associated Press, July 10th, 2009. Um, Imagine, I like, this I into this big, like, Mylar Foster can. With, you know, a big koala bear stuffed animal. And just obstructing. A real, can- a real, a real yeah. kangaroo. That's Did it just, just fall and crush, on, crush somebody? <laughs> no, not that good, but still pretty good. An elaborate roadside memorial commemorating four teenagers killed in a car crash. Um has been blamed for claiming the life of a 21-year-old woman. The woman died when her car was struck by a truck as she was turning right at the intersection where this memorial is. Uh, And it's in Lynbrook in Melbourne's outer southeast. So was her vision obstructed? She couldn't see when she was making the turn? That's what they think. Um, two How weeks big th- was this Mylar my trash dude, tree? There's a picture. It's over the top. Jesus. Inspector Jeff Smith said the police suspect this over-the-top tribute um, could have distracted the young woman and caused Friday's tragic crash. Two weeks earlier, two girls, ages th- 13 and 16, and a 19-year-old man died in one car, while an 18-year-old man died in a second vehicle crash at the same intersection. So it's like... Uh, Stephen King could write a book about this. Yeah, no. I'm about to say it's this the, is it's the memorial that yearns for more blood. This is like the Christine of Mylar uh, trash trees, or the Mangler, or he he does a lot of stories about inanimate objects that kill that people. just kill. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this thing is pure evil, and the dude's got to be running out of ideas pretty soon. Mister King, Stephen King. There's so. a lot of inanimate objects out there though for him to use, <laughs> but this is based in reality. It would lend it some credence. So um, did they describe the yeah, they trash do. tree? And here we go. The tribute includes huge piles of flowers and boards with pictures and messages that cover street signs. And like I said, mylar that's shiny. People like shiny objects. It can reflect the sun and blind you as you're trying to get through the intersection. Um, but it was all removed on Friday. The, a police spokesman confirmed later. He could not say what a- uh, action would be taken if the memorial were to be re-erected, which would be great. <laughs> And these teenagers' friends and relatives came out and just put all the shit back. What do they do? We don't care. What do they do? Like, take the Mylar trash tree and bury it in a Mylar trash tree cemetery and it comes back to life? Yeah. It goes back to the corner and kills again. You're right. I think that did happen. No, it didn't. I don't know. But that (laughs) shit's all toxic. You can't, you know, you got to, like, bury it in a a contaminated landfill type situation. I I love how in Australia, they're kind of like Texas. Mm -hmm. It's like they can't just do... One thing. They need to one-up everybody. It's Everything's like, got to be big. big. Yeah, and, it's like... covered in fosters and koala bears and wallabies. It's like, now that's not a Mylar trash tree. <laughs> you call this the, is a Mylar trash tree. You call that a memorial, mate? <laughs> <laughs> this is a memorial. I think they get along with Texans pretty well. Yeah, no, it's like Australia is kind of like England's Texas. <laughs> you know, I'd love like, to hear that. <laughs> Uh, Inspector Smith said he personally did not like roadside tributes. Quote, I don't like them because sometimes there are collisions at intersections. He's kind of a simple man. Not necessarily this one. Or on bends in roads and they put tributes right where people can see it and they're distracted by them. Not so great at the sentence structure. Well, it doesn't matter if it's like, you know, a couple flowers, a bouquet of flowers and like one balloon. Mm. But I mean, this is like this was know. a it was like six feet high. So there's a picture of it. Maybe I'll try and find the picture again. But it's probably more than it's probably more like ten or twelve feet actually. Now that I think about it, um, and like I said, it's mylar, so it's shiny. I mean, how far could you go? Could you make a giant like sun reflecting panel? 
that says like D Simon died here, but that's pointed like right where somebody's eyes would be if they were sitting at the <laughs> yeah, intersection. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it sounds so malevolent that, giant, they, that they would like, even you know, erect something like. This. I mean, since you, D Simon was the one who died at the intersection, I'd be like, well, D loved porn, so I'm gonna put up like an eight foot like you know, picture of this woman with her legs spread <laughs> Some open, huge blow up tranny doll. Yeah, and just you know Adam and Eve are such a good sponsor, so there's gonna be dildos sticking out of the thing everywhere. I mean. I'm memorializing you. I'm trying to like do tribute to your memory that you died in this horrible crash. Who's to tell me what I can right, and can't yeah, put up? Like, where, where's the stopping point? How far can you go? And I don't think anybody has the right to tell me that I have to stop. You know, Wackerly, all I really want, just pour out a little MGD for your dead homie. Why must you ruin my plans for fun <laughs> after your death? Okay, all right. All right I, let me I see if I got, let me see if I got anything else here. Uh, so uh, are, the, are the families or the, the the friends and families are they culpable there's for no, these deaths? None of the this friends death? or family have been interviewed, and they don't say that they're going to prosecute anybody. I mean, who are you going to find if you're going to fingerprint the mylar balloons nah, or the giant dildos? Or oh wait, that's my tribute. Sorry, they're just going to blame it on the aborigines. Yeah, <laughs> like they do everything there. <laughs> And then what do they have, those poisonous frogs that they have, like, millions of them are overrunning the country? I think those else? are called platypus. It's <laughs> an Australian frog, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So on the sick and wrong star scale, um, it's a good Aussie story. I, I, I like it. It's, and it's, uh, you know, you know how I hate the supernatural, but I think all signs point to that this is a demonically possessed mylar memorial that is, uh, you know, out for blood. That that was yeah definitely I mean it, human it was, blood specifically it was the cause of much death I think this there's definitely a curse on this Mylar it's Memorial. cursed yeah uh, sick wrong star scale the fact that it caused so many deaths I mean I, if it was just one person died I'd yeah. probably give it like you one can't star. blame it for the first four teenagers because it didn't exist but it has claimed at least I think five people's lives I mean, what, what are the odds of that that seriously I'm gonna give this a three point five just for that. I'm giving it a four. A four? Yeah, the state of Melbourne's uh, death toll this year is 169. One more than at the same time last year. So you can at least blame <laughs> one on the memorial. It contri- it's, it's, the memorial contributed it's to the It's skewing the, uh, the statistics of toll. road death in Melbourne. Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. The second story here for episode 183 was sent in by Brian B., who, um, if you recall, is actually the same guy who is planning to send us the bacon vodka. He's part of the crew that's sending us the bacon vodka. I knew two Brian B.'s in college. Brian B. Brian B. Duh and Brian Boo Duh. Oh, yeah. There are two B's there. (laughs) Both smoked a lot of weed and kind of looked like each other. I wonder if they drank bacon vodka. Probably. Um... So, did the bacon vodka arrive yet? Uh, I think it just got there today, but I haven't had a chance to go by and pick it up. Yeah, we're going to have to stop by the Sick and Wrong P.O. Box. Man, next week. Next we'll, week, we'll, we'll check out for the sure, uh, bacon yeah. vodka. Are you going to drink it? I haven't decided yet. I, I kind of want to leave a cliffhanger, because a lot of people have been calling in and calling me a pussy and well, calling yeah. me a, a various other racist epithets. <laughs> and um, you know you know what? I haven't decided yet. So there's a little cliffhanger. Stay tuned. Next week, find out if D. Simon drinks the bacon vodka. So they're calling you a pussy Jew boy. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> so they're implying that not only are you, are you averse to the bacon because you're vegetarian, but also on religious grounds. On religious grounds. Well, they don't understand that it's like when a Jew ingests bacon, 
Like seriously, you go to the psychotic frenzy, you start uh -huh. foaming at the mouth, you go to the seizures. It's like they don't understand the pain that I'm going to have to endure. But I've seen you wolf down like eight raw oysters. So what's up with that? Nothing wrong with oysters. <laughs> oysters taste good. Bacon's from a pig. Food of the white devil. Okay. <laughs> so Brian B. sent in a great story, actually. I read this story. I've been following this story. It's, a, it's quite fascinating. You've probably heard of it, too. Uh, this happened in uh, Florida, as a matter of fact. A boy, 16 years old, among seven, arrested in the mysterious murder of a Florida couple. Cops say the ro that robbery is the prime motive in the home invasion killing of a couple with 16 kids. Mm, that's a lot of kids. <clears throat> you probably heard about this. So seven suspects, including a 16-year-old boy, have been taken to custody for their alleged involvement in the July 9th murders of a Florida couple who had 16 children, most of them disabled kids that they adopted. Disabled. So did you hear about that? These yeah. two, uh, um, you know, uh, well-off uh, people. I guess this guy's a well-known person, entrepreneur in his community. Mm -hmm. And uh, when rich people have a disposable income right. and they don't have to worry about expenses and their own children, they go and adopt retards. Right. And they so, don't like can't develop a normal hobby. <laughs> yeah, you know, instead of like whatever building model sailboats, his or, cocaine smuggling business isn't yeah. occupying all his time. It's just not. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not keeping him busy. His enough. collection. He, of Miami Vice memorabilia <laughs> is complete and he has no more work to do on it. And, you know, he listens to Sick and Wrong and only takes up an hour each week. Yeah. He's got all this free time. So right. what do you do? If you're rich, you go adopt retards. All right. Well, you just said disabled. Are they developmentally disabled? Uh, some of them have cerebral palsy. Some of them have, most of them have Down syndrome and some of them are developmentally disabled. Well, cerebral disabled. palsy isn't retarded. Uh, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying. Let's just put it that way. It's annoying to adopt a bunch of kids, and you know they all have these problems. Well, as a matter of fact, four of their children are their biological children. So they had four normal kids. They're all fine. Yeah, they had four normal, healthy children, and then they went and adopted a menagerie of retarded kids. Did you, your parents ever pull this shit when you were growing up? You like your mom, you know, you guys are all getting older, and your mom's bored, so she says... I am going to adopt a child. What do you all think about that? I think if my parents had more money, my mother would have done that. My mom uh, tried to push that shit a couple times. And I'm not even talking about like retarded or, or med a kid with like medical Like a Korean problems. child or something? Who knows? It probably would have been Korean or something. I mean, I, I have no idea. But we were all like, are you crazy, bitch? <laughs> Shut <laughs> the fuck mom, up. What are you talking Are you in menopause right now? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Dad, run away from the home, Dad. <laughs> run away. I'm going to jam chocolate in her mouth. <laughs> she won't hurt me because I'm her spawn. <laughs> But no, you know, I, I had a friend, actually, uh, who was from a well-off family, and they did uh, adopt a, uh, a child with Down syndrome. I, I mean, I hate my bio—not hate—hated my <laughs> biological sibling at that time. Like, I don't want another person in this house. Okay, but— I hate everybody in this family. Think about it this <laughs> don't way, Don't bring though. any more people in. Think about it this way. If you were a normal kid and you had, like, ten retarded siblings, you could train them to do so much. Like your personal sick and wrong yeah, army? They could be your minions. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You know the movie Willard? It'd be just like that, but instead of rats, you have retards. Uh-huh. Is there a one big one that's the leader of your minions? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. The one would, that looks like, like Chunk from Goonies? You would tell them to do things. Or not Chunk. What's the, what's the thing's name from Goonies? Oh, uh, the, the thing they ate the baby Ruth. Right. I don't, I don't know. This is another failed sick and wrong God pop culture it. reference. <laughs> With I think every episode we have many. Yeah. Um, the... Couple's eldest daughter, who is actually a normal, healthy child, Ashley Markham here, is now the family matriarch. Oh, 
We have, and uh, she she claims that uh, she was told by the sheriff here that they have found the perpetrators and that they're in custody. But so now she inherited this role. Mm-hmm. Like, um, obviously, I don't know if it was her choice, but that's a role I would hate to inherit. Could yeah, I thought, gonna, I thought you were going to say she like made a statement. This fucking sucks. <laughs> now I got to take care of all these kids. Well, I mean, could you imagine if it was you? It's like you live in a house, 12 retarded siblings. And all of a sudden, your parents die, and they're like, well, you're the oldest, so um, mm-hmm. they're yours now. Yeah, I can imagine You're that. the keeper. I can imagine that. I, I can imagine faking my own death. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't you send them back? No, I'd fake my own death. I, I would, Where do you send them back? To, to the, the retard cave that they came from. <laughs> they came from somewhere. I mean, where did they adopt them from? It's like social services or something. Whatever. You could just, like, I mean, you wouldn't have to fake your own death. Well, you could fake that you were retarded. Be like, I can't take care of other people. No, well, you, you, know you might get sent back to social services, too, with them all. That would suck. You know what you need to I do? I think you got to fake your own death. No, what you need to do in this situation, start a circus. Uh, there are no direct yeah. ties between the alleged murderers and the slain couple, but at least some of the individuals, individuals that had been arrested were on the uh, property of the Florida couple in the past. One of the suspects, Leonard Gonzalez Sr., who seemed to be a ringleader of the uh, the gang here, of the seven people. Mm-hmm. He owned a pressure washing business and had hired three of the other suspects as day laborers as he needed them. Yeah, that's a good business, pressure washing. Yeah. <laughs> Spraying shit down with water. <laughs> yeah, that's my business. Yeah, it takes a lot of technical expertise. Uh, <laughs> the main motive in the crime well, was robbery. The main, thing, the main thing about having a pressure washing business is you got to own your own pressure washer. Yeah, you do need to have that hose. Maybe a couple. <laughs> uh, the main motive in the crime was robbery. Uh, since the murders last week, police have repeatedly characterized the suspect's operation here as having military precision. And this is interesting, because when you usually hear about home invasions, it's kind of a spur-of-the-moment spontaneous act where, like, you know, two idiots just kind of storm into a home. Drug addicts. Whether it's drug-related, yeah. And uh, they yes. end up killing a couple and a violent episode here. But this was premeditated. In fact, these seven suspects had been rehearsing this robbery for the past 30 days. This is like Ocean's Eleven here, but it's with seven people. They'd cased a joint. (laughs) (laughs) They cased this joint. Yeah, Brad Pitt's not involved and all the other famous people. Yeah, more like the guys that hang around Home Depot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or tamale trucks. Uh, Some of the individuals... That'd be a good movie. Yeah, actually, that would be... But what would they rob? Another tamale truck? <laughs> Taco Bell? Taco truck. <laughs> Moving up the chain. Uh, some of the individuals here in custody did have a mil- history of military service. They have info that indicates there's a good amount of practice that was involved. It was a well-planned and well-executed operation. Yeah, I'm sick of everybody saying that the military is so great. <laughs> that, you know, oh, it makes you like a better worker. It gives you all these job opportunities when you get out. It makes you a goddamn criminal. <laughs> a criminal here. <laughs> a criminal who knows how to kill with his bare hands. And who wants that? <laughs> Seriously. PTSD time bomb, seriously. Uh, The suspects were on the Billings property here for 10 minutes. They were in and out of the house in less than four minutes. Two teams stormed the house uh, from different entrances and successfully navigated a large home before allegedly shooting and killing the Billings in an execution-style type murder. Nine of the couple's children were in the house at the time. So the the disabled kids weren't yet organized into a killing army. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think if uh, given more time, yeah. you'd have made them like a lethal, not uh, very a lethal if, paramilitary. Not an effective defense against a trained 
you know, military background. Yeah, group, definitely. Group of ninjas. And not to mention, yeah, exactly. This was about to say, these guys actually were ninjas. So one team of the two men entered the front of the house while another team of two men, all dressed in black ninja gear, yeah. entered through an unlocked back door of the home. So ninjas, what part of the military uses ninja gear? Um, well, they got that. Do we have mov- a ninja division. They got that movie GI Joe coming out, right? And Snake Eyes is in it. So once I see that movie, I'll tell you where what division Snake Eyes is. Snake in. Eyes is operating. Okay, man. I mean, I I was unaware of the ninja division, but mm-hmm. apparently they probably know how to use throwing. Well, stars. I mean, why would you have heard of it? Yeah, they're ninjas. It's, it's, they're ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the the sheriff here speculated that one man may have been responsible for disabling the security system, but he failed. Allowing investigators to use surveillance videos to identify several suspects. Mm-hmm. I guess that, the feds, that was the migrant worker. <laughs> yeah, who probably couldn't afford the mask of the ninja outfit. <laughs> he knows how to set up the programmable sprinkler system, so they just assumed he would also do well with the uh, security system computer. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the boss who's just like, dude, I said ninja outfit, not sombrero and right. poncho. <laughs> not Mexican ninja, okay? Uh, jean jacket with jeans the and, incompetence. A jean, and a jean and a denim face cover. <laughs> uh, federal agencies with video enhancing capabilities have been assisting the investigation by reviewing surveillance video from the home of the uh, wealthy couple, as well as local stores such as Kmart and Target, where the suspects are believed to have purchased the ninja garb. Hmm. I had no idea <laughs> that you could buy a ninja outfit at the Target. Well, it's the secret ninja section. You, the only way to get in is to like get up on the ceiling and climb through a ceiling tile, and that's that's the ninja department. And that's where you know I had you have to I shimmy no through a duct at, a, at some point. Do you need to have those claw things that you put on your hands? Yeah, probably. I, I imagine. So detectives have been viewing these tapes from local merchants in hopes of spotting some of the assailants buying clothing that were used in the assault. There's As- an old ninja greeter up there. <laughs> Like, and with a I gong. know I, how you have come. Oh, thank you for visiting Ninja <laughs> Department. Asked why the Billings family here may have been targeted for this robbery, the sheriff speculated that it may have to have had to do with the family being well known in the community. Wealthy. Yeah, they're wealthy. <laughs> they're definitely well off. Are they all these guys holy rollers? You would think adopting all these kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're yeah Christian or Presbyterian or something. The deaths of the couple shocked the country because they had dedicated their lives to caring for disabled children. They had four kids of their own, but adopted twelve others, including children with Down syndrome and cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, now that in the event of their death, their daughter Ashley Markham, the oldest of their biological children, is now in charge. Of the retard zoo. There needs to be some law that she's allowed to opt out. Like, no, no, I, I did not make this decision. I just think it's a lot of, uh, not only a lot of responsibility, but I think it's just a lot of power to be given to one Too person. Too much power for one child. Too much power. Well, how old is she, 18? I think she should train them all to become retard ninjas and get revenge <laughs> on Mexico. Make a great movie. <laughs> I think that would be great. Yeah, seriously. So, on the sick and wrong star scale, what I find disturbing about this story is the fact that this couple had four biological children of their own, they're well-to-do, and instead of living a regular life where they travel with their kids, pay for their kids' college, they adopt 16 retards, mm-hmm. 12 retards. Right. I think you're exaggerating, because I think they keep making this clause where some had retardation and some had cerebral palsy, but we can assume... I'm, I'm just putting it under the retard the umbrella. Majority, retard the, umbrella. <laughs> the majority of the adopted kids had problems. Okay. 
There, there were issues affecting these yeah. kids. It'd be a fun bus ride. A fun group on the bus. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I imagine it'd be a great ride to the zoo. <laughs> so, if you think about it, sick and wrong star scale, the two parents who obviously devoted their lives to taking care of the disabled children, which I always find kind of self-serving anyway, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. because they're bored. Well, there's a sense of self-satisfaction and smugness that smugness goes along with, along with adopting it. Adopting like, a bunch of children. Well, look at me. I'm doing a service for the community because I take care of retards. It's like, you no know Did what? I mention I'm better than you and you and you and you? And it's just like, you know what? Actually, you really annoy me on airplanes and at the Olive Garden, okay? Yeah. That's what really pisses Seriously. me off. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm going to give this a 4.5. I'm going to... I wish we could get the tape. Because <laughs> it's got to be chaos. You know, like Mexican, Mexican, ninja, retard, cripple, Mexican, there's another ninja, and everything <laughs> running all over the place. And then chaos. they're just head splattering against the wall as the brains are blown out. Sombreros flying around, burritos. Yeah, yeah it'd be just If messy. I had a band, I would just, that would be my next video. It would be my song and just that video playing with my song playing over it. Do you think they did any ninja flips just to do it because they're wearing the outfits? You got to do that. Yeah, you got to throw at least to. one throwing star in any ninja operation. I mean, they only really killed two people. They, they left the retards alone. Yeah. So, four. <laughs> You're giving it a four? Yeah. All right. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. They, they might feel differently. So the third story here uh, of the week was sent in from uh, Nick. He says, hey, Wackerly, is this how you bonded with your dad? <laughs> Deputies say dad asked fifth grade son to help dump prostitutes' body. Mm. Not yep. a whole lot of prostitutes in central <laughs> Michigan, sadly. We used to have the rubbing tugs. Oh, that's nice. What, what? Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. So your, your dad would just take you out to the rubbing tug? Yeah, it's hard to kill the rubbing tug girl, though, because <laughs> yeah. all the rest of the rubbing tug ladies attack you. So, no, this has never happened to me, scratched. but I'm intrigued. Uh, the boy told investigators that he had helped his dad move the dead body to a field. This happened in Orlando, Florida. The man accused of killing a prostitute and then dumping her remains asked his fifth grade son to help get rid of the body. Hmm. Now, when you get a prostitute in Orlando, can you get one that wears, like, the Minnie Mouse mask? Because <laughs> that's hot. Yeah, I wonder if you have to pay extra for that. At least the ears. Yeah. Just I mean, the ears. The mouse ears. How about just the ears? But, dude, when you were in fifth grade, don't you think you would have known better than to dump a prostitute's body with your dad? Wouldn't you have been like, you know, Dad, this is a little weird. I should be playing Nintendo right now and eating Sadly, I think I probably would have thought it was awesome. This <laughs> <laughs> is a very disturbed child. You're like, what are we going to do next? Yeah. Chop her up? Yeah. Well, you got to chop her up, Dad. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Dad. Chop, you got to chop her up, right? Get the chainsaw, Dad. Alan Jett here, 40 years old, is charged with first-degree murder in the slaying of LaShonda Ray Brand. White girl? Uh, no. <laughs> Investigators received a tip that Jett's son told a classmate about the slaying. That's why you can't bring your fifth grade That's why you kid. don't use your yeah. fifth grade son as an accomplice. They interviewed him at school late last month, and the boy spilled his father's secret. He probably sold him out over a packet of M&Ms. Yeah, I want to hear that conversation. <laughs> so, do you have the Pokemon number five? <laughs> I just moved a hooker with my dad. <laughs> a dead one. <laughs> really? I'm a Pokemon number eight. <laughs> you did what? What's a hooker? Yeah. Uh, the boy said he Do you was, pee in her belly button? Is that how much she pay for that? <laughs> the boy said that he was with his father when uh, 
when his father picked up the prostitute from uh, the Paramore area of, of uh, Orlando, Florida. Oh, so he was in on the whole process. Yeah, he was in the back seat. His dad screws around. It's like, yeah, son, meet your new mom. <laughs> she jumps in the front seat. The trio then went back to his apartment, and the adults went into the uh, bedroom. Really? Yeah. The son- Usually when you pick up a street hooker, you just get the blowjob in the car and leave her there. You don't take her back to your place. Son, close your eyes. Yeah. And turn around. I'm going to take this crack whore and take her back and make a candlelit dinner for her. And then maybe we're going to go see a movie and then have some sex and talk about our feelings. Like, what the fuck, dude? Just give her 20 bucks, you know, blow your load in her mouth and move on. I'm sorry, but this is such a parenting fail. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Seriously, on many such levels. a parenting fail. It's not how you treat a street hooker. Yeah, and then even worse. Let's, let's it's not this. Julia Roberts, for God's sake. Adding insult to injury, a while later, they don't specify how long, the boy hurt his father and the prostitute arguing about money. <laughs> so not only does he bring Cheap. the hooker back to his room... To his apartment. Yeah. He then, uh, you know, then argues. He's haggling. Well, maybe, yeah, he's you know, haggling. If you're a Jewish child, maybe that is a good lesson. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when my dad taught me how to Never do that. Never buy retail. <laughs> Always buy wholesale. Always wholesale go- pussy. <laughs> you say wholesale or wholesale? Wholesale. <laughs> That's one. The next morning, uh, Jet told his son the woman had left. Later, however, the boy went into his father's room, opened the closet... And saw the prostitute's body wrapped in a blanket with tape. Mm. He didn't say anything to his father, and he went to his summer school classes. After school, the, the boy... kid's taking summer school? Yeah. Not a good sign. He's going to be killing prostitutes probably in about <laughs> 10 years. After school, the boy told Jet he knew the woman was dead because he saw her body in the closet. A couple of days later, the father went to his son and said, We need to get rid of the body. <laughs> It was starting to stink. <laughs> so where's the mom? In the <laughs> Not in the picture. I think um, I don't even want to know what happened to the mom. She probably just left. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully she managed couple, to leave. Yeah, not something I could do. And with. not just disappear. But think about this kid though. He's learning so much. He learned how to pick up a hooker. Uh huh. He learned how to barter with a hooker, and now he's learning how to get rid of a body a because body. it starts to stink. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some dads teach their kids how to camp, how to like pitch a tent, how to start a fire. Other kids, such as myself, learn how to read from the Torah, you know, how to spin a dreidel. Yeah. And then there's kids. Good life skills. Yeah. And then then there's kids who learn how to get rid of the body. Yeah. Camping and and getting rid of bodies and picking up road whores can be combined. Yeah. Not so much with the reading with the Torah with the the, whores. The the dreidel dreidel. playing. Yeah. Well, you could shove the dreidel in places of a corpse. You might be able to do that, but uh, it's not going to spin so well when it's in there. No. (laughs) It's going to be, yeah, counterproductive. Uh, Jet then wrapped the body in more bedding and asked his son to help him load it in the back of his Chevrolet Tahoe. Nice Uh, car. They both got in the vehicle and then dumped the body in the field. Asked to show the investigators the location, the boy took them to the same place and showed the investigators where the body was. So he's also learning about map reading and how to find your way back to places that you, like, you know. He's also learning how to be a rat. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ratting that, your that's, dad that's, out. Man, that's pretty good. I do wonder, do you think he got, like, a PlayStation 3? I would hope the cops gave him something for his assistance. Well, the Department of Children and Families placed the boy with a relative, and uh, Alan Jett <laughs> is charged with first-degree murder. You get to live in a foster home. <laughs> Good job, son. You want that PS3? Psych. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, I don't know. I think this falls short of a, you know, a, uh, a, a fulfilling father and son bonding experience. 
well, the dad's in jail now. And, and the son's in a foster home. <laughs> where he's probably getting sexually abused. Yeah, and uh, he'll be killing prostitutes soon enough. This is just a full-on parenting fail. I'm going to give this a 4.75. I'll give it 4.5, sure. If the kid had sex with a hooker, too... Then it would be a five. Okay. Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about this. Uh, people, go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 183 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Ring, ring, ring. Banana phone. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the Sick and Wrong hotline. 206-666-3844. Four, six. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. Wackily, we are nearing the end of the show, and it's time to get to phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline and uh, emails that came to Sick and Wrong Podcast at a hotmail.com. Uh, real quick before we get to that, word from our sponsor, people. If you haven't already, go to adamandeve.com. Uh, you can get 50% off of just about any item when you type the word DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with the order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. You get 50% off with offer code DIDDLE at adamandeve.com, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Buy a dildo, <laughs> goddammit. Just buy a fucking dildo, for Christ's sake. So, Wacker, uh, I know we got a number of phone calls here. A couple good ones, a couple shitty ones. Um, how about call number one? Yeah, it does seem kind of like a cry for help. That she needs a riding crop? That she just doesn't really enjoy sex, you know. I've got this riding crop, I'm going to pretend you're a horse or something. What, 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 what I don't understand about it, what, what does she think she is, a dominatrix? Yeah. Like, does she know how to use, how to wield a riding crop? I mean, she's she, if you're a dominatrix and you don't own a riding crop and you're lamenting the fact that Adam and Eve doesn't have one, you're not really a dominatrix. Yeah, and It's like the first thing you need. Well, I wonder if, like, you know, if that's just, like, such an inexperienced level of domination. Like, yeah. in the very beginning, if you, like, you know, you have this... It's kind of like like a buying a nurse outfit for, you know, sex play. I'm down with that. What are we saying about that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> buy the nurse outfit, buy a riding crop, I don't care. Just use diddle. It's no, but I, I'm just saying, <laughs> dominatrixes have clients, like, wealthy businessmen who really like to have their fucking balls stomped on. When you're just in a relationship with a dude and you bring him a riding crop and you start beating his ass with it, he's just gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah, but I wouldn't sign up for this shit. I'm not paying for it. I don't want it. But wouldn't you rather have that than her bringing over a strap-on dildo? Well, yeah. You got a point there. Maybe you got to give an inch there. Stupid whore. Get rid of the riding crop. Get some fucking lotion. Get a fucking, I don't know, get something. Get a cock ring or something. But the, but the riding crop? Well, how fucking old are you? 16? Really? And you're pissed off because they didn't have a riding crop? Because it's an adult sex site. Sex with, I'm sorry, sexual stimulation helper. I, I don't know, I'm really fucked up, so I can't use the proper wordage. And plus, I live in the South, so they didn't have that at all. 
Period. Either way. If you're looking for riding crop, go to fucking uh, the place in the mall that has a little dark goth wannabe fucking place. Uh, I think that's called Hot Topic. Yeah, Hot Topic. <laughs> Do they have Hot Topics in the South? They must, because he knows what he's talking about. I, I, don't, do, I think every mall has to have a Hot Topic these yeah. days. There's one in Berkeley, even. It's not even a mall. It's right in the street, right? Yeah, no, I remember... Didn't you try and sell them some t-shirt ideas once? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did. But no, I remember back in the day, you had to travel, like, a distance to go get your Jane's Addiction, Nine Inch Nails t-shirt, and your Doc Martin combat boots. Now you just go to the mall. Yeah. Well, there was always Spencer's gifts. Yeah, but they didn't have goth like they had accessories. Some rock and roll t-shirts, dude. They had like neon lamps and and black light fuzzy posters. That's true. You guys know what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, we do. Way. If you want some real fucking sex toys, go to a real place like AdamandEve.com. Unfortunately, you're probably not ready for it. Just like you're not ready for you know a real man. So you diddling your Twitter and chicken wrong kicks ass like you guys <laughs> I hope he doesn't baby she should Twitter herself diddling her Twitter <laughs> <laughs> I would read that I would subscribe to that feed that Twitter feed have you ever read a Twitter feed no not either yeah, which is kind of sad because we have a Twitter feed there's a sick and wrong Twitter page and I still haven't read it I'm sorry out there all you sick and wrong Twitterers and continue to twit all you want with your twat twats twat. okay the twats can twitter as much as they want to twat Stephen Colbert came up with that I didn't what twats twatting twatting <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I actually haven't read a twitter feed so I, 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 don't, I don't really know how understand that is. it no I don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't understand the concept I don't see the point either but I, I just imagine it's like it gives people an even deeper faux relationship with a celebrity yeah. I don't know if I really. This guy's casting aspersions on the writing crop phenomenon, yeah. and, and this girl. He seems to have like not a very good relationship with women. <laughs> you call yeah. her a whore, a cunt, and a bitch. <laughs> and a bitch. I'm actually thinking he had a negative experience with a writing crop in the past, and I don't want to dissuade anybody out there from buying a sex toy, even if you're into writing crops. Go, go buy a writing yeah. crop. Like, but seriously. really, just go full. Get like the full fucking horse artist thing. Where you're like, <laughs> to have the dude trussed up and like just whip his ball. Till they're fucking blue. We're like, and then shove the horse tail in the ass, right around. Shove the whole riding crop in the ass. Yeah, you may, if you're gonna do it, you might as well go all yeah. the way. And if I think you're gonna abuse somebody, really abuse. Them. I think that's where Mojo was going. It's like yeah. if you're gonna do it, just don't do it half-heartedly. Go all the way. So what's, what's call number two here? Yeah, it's not about twittering, but it's what our listener Todd does when he's in Vegas. Steve, Simon, and Lance, what Curly? I'm in Vegas. I'm drunk. Are you sure this isn't one of those retards from the last story calling up a sick and wrong hotline? Did you see him in Vegas? <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I wish I would have. It sounds like maybe he has the drunken hiccups, like he's forcing the words out in a staccato fashion. I've been there. Yeah. I'm fucking wasted, and I would like to welcome you guys. I mean, let you know that I am batting a thousand on the high five and hug game. Yeah, I've lost all my money, so instead of gambling, I just try to see how many people I can get to give me high fives. And oh my hug god. Me. Yeah, I stuck at life. It's okay. Alright, see you later. 
I like that people call us when they're on vacation. Yeah. Pro- <laughs> it's, it's, are it's, the numbers programmed into the cell phone? It's speed dial number five. You know, I wonder how uh, Todd is doing in the getting punched in the face game. Right. Probably also uh, Probably scoring pretty high because if I was walking around Vegas and some dumbass came up to me and tried to give me a high five or asked me to give him a high five or a hug. Was it a hug? High fives and hugs. Yeah, it would have been punch in the face time. Unless you were as drunk as Todd. Then you'd be like, yeah, man, what's up? <laughs> you got a big drink too? Me too, man. Yeah. And it's like three and the sun is out blazing <laughs> and you're just hammered. And we're just like, like knocking I could, our I could big be drinks. In that, I could be in that position. I thought At first I thought high five was an actual game, like Keno. I mean, you always go to some. Have you ever been to, to Vegas and you? There's always some game where you have that no you've idea never what the heard fuck of. It is. Yeah. You're like, what like the fuck are those gal. guys doing? Like, yeah. like, like pie gal. I don't even know what that is. It sounds like something you do with a chicken. I don't even know what you're talking about. I, I have no <laughs> idea. I saw that this weekend. I'm like, what you is that? You see people doing it, and you're like, they look like they're having fun. And then you go do it, and you lose like two hundred dollars in a minute. <laughs> you're like, oh, I guess I don't understand this game at all. <laughs> So it sounds like uh, Todd was just kind of making the best of a shitty situation. Lost all his money in Vegas, wasted, probably was downtown, and then he decided to go out and have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. Next well, that's one. how you do it in Vegas. Call number three. Hey, Dean Lance. This is just a girl down in Florida. Just wanted to call in about that last show. Um, my Uncle Pete was a legit wrestler, and... Wow! <laughs> We should interview him. Dude, how random is this? I think she's probably the only person I've ever, like, well, not really spoken to, but ever heard from yeah. that was related to a midget wrestler. You know how we were saying earlier that if you meet a girl and she was abused as a child, you just run away? If you meet a girl and she has an uncle who's a midget wrestler, ring on the finger. Ring, that is sure on. You gotta get. You gotta marry her. Yeah. Yeah. And he was an Destiny. awesome guy, but... Like all midgets, he didn't live very long. Oh, oh well. <laughs> I guess we're not interviewing it's him then. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a really nice guy, and he also drew caricatures. And when I was a very young girl, he drew a caricature of me going to the candy store with a big bag nice. of money, and I got very upset because I thought he was drawing a really pretty picture of me. But instead, it turned out to be a caricature, and I ended up crying. Really <laughs> this is the best midget ever. I'm so sad that he's dead. Dude, I'm picturing... This. What'd you say his name was? Uncle Pete? I, I don't know. Uncle Willie? I just picture drunk Uncle Willie just sitting there be like, Okay, you fat bitch going yeah. to the candy store with a big bag chair. of money. <laughs> you weigh like chair. four times me, and you're only 13 years old. Keep eating that chocolate there, girl. That is a great um, benefit to being able to having talent in the caricature field. <laughs> is you can pretend and being a midget too. Well, and being a midget, and you can you can tell somebody like, "Oh, I'm, I want to draw you a portrait of you." You have a very interesting face, and then you turn it around, and it's like, "Look at your big Junos, D seven. <laughs> Look at your stupid ass tattoos and your fucking drain pipes, you idiot." Where's <laughs> you? You're pinching a penny off the ground. Yeah, it's the funniest thing ever, motherfucker. And you're allowed to do that because you got artistic license. And you're a midget. What are they going to do to you? (laughs) But no, seriously, she was, I don't know how old, six years old. He's only about as tall as she is. Why don't you just punch him in the face? Or pick him up and throw him into the ocean. Yeah, just toss his midget ass into the ocean. (laughs) Here's what I think of you and your fucking caricature, Pete. (laughs) Uncle Pete. Shark bait. (laughs) It goes on. It was really sad. 
Other than being a complete ass. Yeah, I know. Who hurts little girl's feelings with funny drawings. Other than, yeah, ridiculing his niece's feelings with a drawing. Um, let's see. The other thing I wanted to say was um, that uh, I think, you know, as usual, the show is really great. Love you guys very much. And... Um, I went on the Adam and Eve site, couldn't find anything I wanted to buy, but uh, I guess that's because I have a great sex life. Mm-hmm. And um, I will talk to you guys later. Love you. Bye. You. Know, that's such a misperception, right? It's it's seriously, it's the couple that plays together, is the couple that stays together. Yeah, you more think, sex toys make your sex life better. It's yeah. not like filling some void. Well, it's filling one void <laughs> usually, but. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, but this is the same type of girl that would be like when her husband's like, you know what? We should invite your friends to the bedroom. No way. Never going to happen. Just pure missionary vanilla style sex. Seriously. What you got to do is you got to, it starts with the cock ring. It starts and moves on to the butt plug. Next thing you know, you got three girls in the sack with you. <laughs> and I think all that really does is fortifies the relationship. <laughs> yeah. You never want to be, you never want a girlfriend to say something like, you know what I love about our sex life? It's so stable and comforting. <laughs> Such comforting sex. Seriously. It's very, you know, I didn't know what to expect. We know each other's bodies. It's just run away. It's Did, horrible. I'd be willing to bet my firstborn that her boyfriend or husband or whatever masturbates to porn on the computer for <laughs> dirty, like three hours porn, a night. Dirty, dirty. dirty porn. Go check the grandma, history. Grandma of, porn. Go check the history of your computer. Yeah. You'll see Bridget the Midget, Tranny yeah. porn, just some of the gnarliest, nastiest right. porn. Maybe not gay porn, but maybe ladyboy porn. <laughs> maybe ladyboy, which isn't gay. Uh, call number four. Thank you, Just a Girl. Hey, it's Just a Girl in Florida again. I remember the other thing I was going to say. Instead of calling it the sick and wrong army... Why don't you call it the swarm? Get it? Sick and wrong army swarm. Mm. Bye. It's pretty nice. You know, I actually didn't get that at first, but now (laughs) after she explained it to me, that is really rather inventive. Yeah. I like it. A portmanteau word, sort yeah. of. It's it's it's, it's that, that word combination. And it's then not, you get the Y off the end, and sick and wrong isn't really... It's kind of an acronym. You got the same swarm. Time, it's, I like it, It's though. kind of it, fucked up, but I like it. It yeah. also implies locus. I take I back locus. all the aspersions I cast on your sex life. Just yeah, a girl. Just a girl. Yeah. You're okay in my book. Your pussy is like an angel's pussy. <laughs> <And> your husband <laughs> must be completely happy with it. And your husband's dick is like a, or whatever, boyfriend's dick. Is and like he doesn't masturbate to all that dick. nasty porn. No. He probably goes to like, you know, fun sites like uh, My Little Pony and stuff like that. And, and jerks off. And jerks off. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Swarm. I like that Swarm idea. All right, what's, what's the next call here? Hey, Dan Lance. It's yours truly, Tessa from Chicago. Um, I wanted to call and um, drop a line. Say hello, and um, I know this is drunk dialing. And- I'm going to drop a load if she keeps talking like that. I was about like to that. say, who talks like this, dude? It's like the sexiest voice I've ever heard. I think she's a, like a 
phone sex operator or something. Yeah, I need to get a hold of this girl and get her to do some Adam and Eve promos. So I don't have to read seriously. them. Seriously. No, but seriously. It's like, and just the drunk dial intro. Like, are you sexy? Are you horny? Yeah, yeah. Whatever, however the fuck know, it goes. We the banana phone thing. But no, you know, it's seriously. It's like instead of having my grating, nasally Jewish voice saying, buy a dildo. Yeah, come on. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? <laughs> don't be a Jew. It's like you get the sexy girl to do it. That, that yeah. would work. I'd like to give her the banana phone. Yeah. This is like, um, uh, what's her name? She she gets the Cubs jersey and then she modifies it like, uh, what's her name? Oh, to makes it all makes it all sexy. Tenderoni, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. like cuts, cuts it, it way open. Down to her cleavage is sticking out. It's awesome. And like the back is open. Yeah. You can see like the uh, upper portion of her ass crack. And the big jumbotron guy keeps just zooming right in on her. He's just on tits, and she yeah. doesn't know because she's wasted. She's had those three. Like, Tessa really is the type of girl beers. that makes going to see a baseball game worthwhile. <laughs> yep, yep. And she's drunk. More, way more interesting than the game. Well, yeah. Very exciting. But uh, anyway, I wanted to call and let you guys know that uh, I've got a little souvenir, too, uh, from my trip to Morocco. And um, I'm going to send them your guys' way sometime soon. What the fuck? <laughs> Is what it like a saying? severed monkey head or something? What kind of souvenir comes from Morocco? I'm hoping it's hash, but it's probably some <laughs> kind of like diseased monkey's paw. Well, you remember that? Ha- that Simpsons, you make the wishes. Oh, I would like that. I know, but nothing good comes from those wishes. Wackly. What if she already nothing made, good? What if she already wished the thing out though? And we just get this shriveled monkey paw. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, I hope it. You know, just send us naked pics. We're cool with that. All right. Yeah, and don't send hash because <laughs> I'm the guy who's going to get abducted by the FBI picking the shit up from the from the PO box. Now that would be a funny story. Talk no about more great, shows. Talk though. about a great sick and wrong intro. No <laughs> more shows. I mean, I'll I'd be smuggle, getting fucking smuggle, butt rammed in federal pit prison. I'll for smuggle 10 a years. cell phone into prison for you. We can still do the show. Yeah, Don't worry about it. Should have wind up in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know. Like the Muslims know how to party much better than we do. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't drink. Yeah, I was about to say. It's like you're overlooking the fact that Muslims don't drink. I think actually the rich ones do. Maybe that's what she's talking about. Yeah. The sidestep around the stupid the clerics. Yep. And um, I think uh, I think you know my little gift for you guys will represent that. Um, I'm not gonna hash. once again. Don't send us hash if you want. <laughs> fly to San Francisco and bring the hash. Yeah. I don't. We're not even gonna smoke it anyways. I wonder where she's gonna stash it. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> In the shampoo bottle <laughs> that's shoved up her vagina. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna forward a topless pic- picture with that because um, I do believe in too much of it. All right, you can send the hash. All right, <laughs> I'll deal is, with the consequences. This is my new favorite listener, hands down. Uh, too much of a good thing, and uh, might be a bit too much. So uh, I, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to save that for another time. Man, dude, yeah, you know, I'm, when, when you leave and we're done with the show, I'm going to play that again mm-hmm. privately. Yeah. Because I think I need to listen to that privately, if uh-huh. you know what I mean. 
just yeah. to really fully understand, grasp the meaning behind what she was trying to say. Oh, I but see. yes, Tessa, please do send us that gift from Morocco. I think, you know, it might be like a genie lamp or something. Yeah. Or a poison date <laughs> from fucking whatever Indiana Jones. We appreciate that there, Tessa. And um, uh, yeah, people, we can call the Sick or Wrong Hotline at 206 666 3846. Or uh, you can send us an email, sickerwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. We always love to uh, hear from people. And we also always love to receive gifts. So uh, mm-hmm. that's always really cool. Mm-hmm. A couple of emails. Uh, well, actually, we've got to get out of here. But a couple of emails is um, one in particular I actually kind of read out because this, is, this just cracked me up. And I haven't actually taken advantage of this opportunity, but I'm going to soon. Uh, Lindsay writes in. He says, hey, guys, I love the podcast. Just listen to episode 182. And I had to comment on the midget thing. Since they want to ban the word, it's most likely you haven't heard of them. Most people haven't because most people forget North Dakota is part of the United States. You know, I actually had no idea. I thought that was Canada. Is Mount Rushmore there or is that South Dakota? No, you're thinking of Wyoming. Or no, that's South Dakota. South Dakota has Mount Rushmore. Um, But I graduated in 2003 from Dickinson High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to picture what the women look like in Dickinson, North Dakota. Lots of Indians. You think so? Feather. Yeah, feather Indians, not uh, Slurpee Indians. Right. Uh, there, uh, Dickinson, North Dakota, his high school, Dickinson High School, is the home of the Dickinson Mighty Midgets. Really? I'm not kidding. That's the school mascot. Yeah. We make fun of, you know, well, we are making fun of North Dakota, but they don't have any PC issues out there. They just do whatever they want, say what they want, print what they want. It's great. And in 2001, when I was in school, there were some people trying to get the name changed because they said it was offensive. But as usual, they came up short. And you can prove, he proves that they came up short by going to www.dickinson.k12.nd.us slash DHS slash. We're going to put the uh, URL up on the, uh, the main page mm-hmm. of a uh, of, of, uh, sick wrong site. But you can go to the main page for his high school. You can, go the sick, you can go to the Dickinson High School store and you can buy a shirt that says midgets. <laughs> It's, dude, Do they it's have great. a mascot? Like yeah, a no, it's, not, it's just it says midgets in big letters. You can order it online. You can order it right online. I'm ordering, and one. it's only like eight bucks. I'm getting one, dude. I am so getting. And <laughs> I mean, there's you can get a baseball shirt, you can get a uh, football jersey, you can get a satin jacket, like one of those like <laughs> high school jackets. That, M-I-D-G-E-T-S. Huh? I don't think I'm gonna go for the satin jacket. I just I just want the t-shirt. t-shirt. I just want the t-shirt. He says there's a link to their website. Check it out on the bottom right of the page. There's the logo for the mascot. They almost go out of their way not to advertise they are the midgets. But you can see the link on the bottom of the left column that says Midget Market. That's the school (laughs) store. Just thought this could be funny for you guys to discuss. If they're able to ban the word midget, I'm not sure what would be in store for the mighty midgets. Maybe they say the mighty dwarfs Mm -hmm. or the mighty little people. Yeah. That's all for now. Keep up the podcast. Love it, Lindsay. And just so you know, I'm a guy. Don't let my name fool you. My parents also had a sick sense of humor, I guess. You know, Lindsay, don't send us any topless pics. Yeah. You're a dude. Well, you know, Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. The great band uh, Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) She's probably not hot anymore, though. That was a dude. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Waggerly, who listens to Fleetwood Mac? I do. I love it. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, but I no. wish I could remember a line from uh, Goldust Woman, but I can't. Um, but seriously, people, we'll put up the link to the main page. Go order yourself a midget shirt. It's like the only time I've ever seen midgets just on a t-shirt like that. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lindsay, for it's that. Perfect. Maybe well, we should just co-opt the idea for the second round t-shirt. <laughs> midgets. 
God, you're full of good ideas yeah. tonight. Uh, we got another email here from Jay Hall, who's known as Bunny Phobia on the forum. Uh, she writes in, Dear Simon and Wackerly, I'm an avid fan. I love your podcast. I'm working my way through, and I'm only on 149 right now. I'm the chick from Hawaii that called in. I guess she did call in. But this is my first submission, though it doesn't officially count because of the Hippocratic Oath. And this is hearsay from my father. My dad's a doctor, and he loves telling my family about his day at the hospital, especially when we're eating dinner. I wonder if a lot of doctors do that, share like just grotesque stories. During, I would imagine, yes. During dinner. The most memorable story he told was about a prostitute that was scheduled for surgery. When she was wheeled in, she was wearing the standard dressing gown and thigh-high knitted hosiery. Well, Sexy. Yeah, I mean, isn't that kind of hot? It's like got a the, that, hot invalid hooker. Yeah, it's like that hospital fetish thing going on here. Apparently, she hadn't removed the uh, netted hosiery for quite some time. I guess she just rolled them down to the tops of her thighs or something when she was working. And her skin had grown through the threads. Oh, that is not sexy. <laughs> you mean they've been on for like three months? I'm thinking they've been on for a period of years, actually. Dude, your skin, the skin had become intertwined with the threads. That's really disgusting. The doc- and there's like cum crusted all over them. It just caused it to me- just this meld. This isn't this- like a good looking hooker. This is a like bottom of the barrel whore. The doctor spent hours taking scalpels and peeling the hooker's hose off of her legs. I hope this gets an honorable mention on your wonderful show. It's sick enough to discuss the listeners. Laugh out loud. I'm quite sure this story will have Wackerly cringing in his chair. It did. Yeah, I am. Love you both and enjoy, Jay Hall. Thank you, Jay Hall. Actually, that, that, that was great. It uh, did make Wackerly cringe. Great job. Yeah. I wonder how long it took them to remove the uh, skin hose thing. <laughs> did her insurance pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> the hooker insurance. The hooker insurance. <laughs> hooker medical opportunity fund. The homo. <laughs> <laughs> kind of full of them today. Uh-huh. All right. Before, um, uh, real, real quick here. Um, thank you for sending. Thank you for sending emails to sickerrompodcast.hotmail.com. People call the Sickerrom hotline. Send us an email. We always love to hear from you. Right now, I want to give a big shout-out, many thanks to a listener named Mondab, that's his uh, forum name, for sending us two-fifths of our favorite bourbon, Bullet Bourbon. It's my favorite. It I'm is. drinking it. We are drinking it and enjoying this right now. You know, on Saturday, uh, Mondab sent me an email saying, hey, I just ordered this to the BevMo right by your house. It was right like Will Call. Ness. Yeah, so I walked over there and I picked up two fists a bullet. And it's funny because I was like, well, why can't you send him? He lives in Qatar. And so Qatar. I don't even... Do you get your hand chopped off or your nuts chopped off for buying, buying liquor there? Probably, especially sending it to a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> you get dragged by a camel for sending it to a Jew. Six miles through the desert. But no, it was great. You know, it's like I picked them right up. I picked up the two fists of a bullet and one for me, one for you. Yeah. I, I like the I like the individual bottles because that means like you're not drinking my booze, I'm not drinking your booze. But I don't want to encourage everybody to do that because it would just be too much. No, but I but I appreciate the gesture. And I, I, I even said to the guys like, dude, you don't have to do that. Yeah. It's just like you know, thanks. Plus, we could race. We, we could, like make it a make it a bit on the next episode. Just race to the bottom of the bottle. <laughs> dude, there's no way I could out drink that. I guarantee you're gonna have that gone by tomorrow. I've seen you fucking plow through these bottles of booze that get over here. I mean, you bring back the hussies and then you know they partake, which I guess isn't really fair. But 
Yeah, but dude, I got to get him drunk. It's an ulterior motive. <laughs> I mean, look at me. <laughs> I'm not that attractive of a guy. That's true. <laughs> but thank you, Mondab, for uh, sending that Bullet bourbon. I'm going to be enjoying that for the next couple of days. It is my favorite bourbon. And people, if you haven't tried it, Bullet. It, yeah. Uh, so smooth. Uh, also, check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. Right now is a good time to join up. There's 2,400 people on it right now, and it's growing. Seriously, that's talk about the swarm. Yeah. It's all coming it's out of the Sick and Wrong Forum. like it's a tumor. warming. <laughs> um, I actually kind of like the song dedication page, that thread that started. You see that? I haven't that? linked to that one. People were dedicating like songs to uh, different members of the forum. And it, it's funny to me because it's it's so out of character. Like some people on that forum, and, and some of the people, some of the topics, some of the threads that you read on that forum are some of the most offensive, hate spewing threads I, I think I've ever seen. It's like, true. I mean, seriously, there are some just just really just negative people on there. And there's this, feuds. Yeah, and there's feuds, <laughs> and uh, I which mean, is like, hilarious, by the way. People are you... posting like dead pictures of each other's mothers. But seriously, sometimes it can be so. Damn endearing, and uh, just yeah, like that, there's a they, lot of love. That I think they really the do hate. love and need each other. I think yeah. there's like a parasitic relationship going on there. I do find it funny when people post, you know, again and again and again about how they don't like somebody. You're like, it's a fucking forum. <laughs> it's not like you're not sharing an apartment with a person who cares. <laughs> who cares if you don't like them? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. You're but, so stupid. But people, well, seriously, go have fun. Join the Cigarong forum. Uh, become number. Uh, 2402. Yeah. Just post a lot. You'll become popular. Yeah, you will. Post and naked pictures of yourself. Guy as soon, or girl. As soon as you show your tits, they'll love you. Guy or girl, once again. <laughs> uh, thank you also for subscribing to the show on iTunes and giving us so many, so many positive comments. And really, actually, you are helping out the show. Most people find out about us through iTunes, as a matter of fact. Like, most of the emails I get from people say, I just found out about your show through iTunes Comedy Podcast. So, thank you for boosting our rankings and uh, giving us more exposure. Yeah. I like the fact that somebody's looking through iTunes and be like, no, no, no. Adam L- Carolla, no. Oh, uh, yeah, dude, what's that? Uh, yeah, dude. Hey, an elephant mm. taking a giant shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to that one. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's our fan base. I am loving the Sick and Wrong Army picks, by the way. Uh, the Swarm, the, the new Sick and Wrong Army. It's kind of like the Kiss Army, but just cooler. Right, and we haven't been laid like point zero 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 one percent of the time. Of, uh, is all the Paul Stanley. Uh, but people, become a member of the Swarm. Order a Sick and Wrong t-shirt, currently available at the Sick and Wrong store right on the main page. Well, yeah, we, we got to wrap up the show here. The Sick and Wrong Song of the Week came in from... Fatty McGee from Wyoming, who's actually sent songs in in the past, I know. He said, I'm submitting a song of the week to you guys. It's called The Sexy Data Tango from Voltaire. I don't think this is the famous poet. Philosopher. Yeah, philosopher. I think this is actually a DJ. I have a feeling that these are the kind of things that Wackily says in bed. Hope you guys play it. Keep up the good work. And Jeff, the the pizza guy, can still fuck off. Right. He hasn't I forgot called about that rivalry for a long time. I love Jeff the Pizza Guy. Yeah, I haven't heard from Come him. Come on, either. dude. You got to have a new pizza story by now. I kind of agree, though, with Fatty McGee, Wacker. I think this song will mean so much more to you than it does to me. What's were, the song? It's called The Sexy Data Tango. Were you, were you a big Next Generation fan? For a time. <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> for okay. a spell. Next Generation or Deep Space Nine? Oh, my God. Just come on. <laughs> Don't even insult me. The next generation, obviously. Well, listen to the sexy data tango. I think you'll you'll probably be grooving to it. You'll probably uh, uh, put it in your iPod. Right. We're talking about Brett Spiner here. 
<laughs> I don't even know who that is. Is that Data? Yeah, the actor who plays Okay, Data. yeah. I listened to it, and I was just like, yeah, this doesn't really make sense to me, but it's got a great beat. If you watch the movie Trekkies, you would know that Brett Spiner has a uh, large following of women who find him incredibly attractive, and they're called Spiner Femmes. Spiner, but do they find him attractive or him in the Data outfit attractive? I don't think they differentiate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a strange look about him. Well, has, have you. you seen him in any other roles? <laughs> no, no. I, yeah. Has he been in anything else? <laughs> no. Well, thank you, Fatty McGee, for saying that in. Sing a wrong song of the week, the sexy data, data tango. People will be back next week with episode 184. Till then, take it sleazy. All right, good night. If while you're out at space, love, you're horny as a tug, take a tip from a security chief, love, that fat's Latasha Yar. She discovered the pleasures of data. He became her sexual pet Cause he's fully functional And anatomically correct He's fully functional And anatomically correct His defiant with its thrusters will explode in your wormhole and rub his trusty spangler wrench on your warp core manifold his multi-phasic torpedo will penetrate your rift and cause a quantum singularity in your transwarp contour so if you're a filthy hoarder data's your bestest bet Cause he's fully functional and anatomically correct He's fully functional and anatomically correct He gently massages your gel packs while he replicates some lube Then he shoves his throbbing razor beast into your Jeffrey's tube to lower your shield, spread your nacelles to make room for his craft As he thrusts his delta flyer into your big fat juicy aft So if you're a filthy hoarder, data's your bestest bet Cause he's fully functional and anatomically correct Functional and anatomically correct His pelvis a tireless engine He shakes it when he struts He's full of dilithium crystals In his bolts and in his nuts He too likes to be pleasured He will put you on your knees And if you're into disgrace He will cover your face with his android antifreeze if you're a filthy hoarder, data's your bestest bet Cause he's fully functional and anatomically correct He's fully functional and anatomically correct He's fully functional and anatomically correct